0: Welcome to the core here on American Family Radio Network. Good to have you with us today on the program. AFA at the core. I'm Walker Wildman. Glad to have you with us today on the show. T-minus 24 hours for Election Day. Election Day is tomorrow, November 8th. Polls will be open most of the day uh, wherever you live, so make sure you go out and vote. Make sure you go over to iVoterGuide.com and make sure you're an informed voter, iVoterGuide.com. Check it out. Type in your address. Your personalized ballot will pull up over at iVoterGuide.com. We uh, are live streaming the show today over at streaming.afa.net. Streaming.afa.net. We're live streaming the video over at our streaming platform. Uh, We're also live streaming on the app and the website, wherever you listen on the app or the AFR.net website. That's where we're live streaming uh, the show today. Uh, We will have some special guests later in the program. We'll have Art Alley with uh, the Timothy Plan, CEO of the Timothy Plan. We'll have Art on in the next segment, and then we'll have on Tim Barton with Wall Builders. We'll have uh, Tim Barton on, the son of David Barton, in the last segment to talk about Uh, the duty and the responsibility for Christians to be civically engaged. So we'll talk about that, the history of um, Christian engagement in American politics and uh, the biblical case for it as well. We'll talk about that with Tim Barton in the last segment of the show. We are in Psalm chapter 47, Psalm chapter 47. Clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. He subdued peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chose our heritage for us, the pride of Jacob, Jacob whom he loves. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our king, sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the peoples gather around the people of God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. He is highly exalted. So that's all of Psalm chapter 47 there. Verse 2 is what I want to highlight. For the Lord the Most High is to be feared. A great king over all the earth so you have you may have many people try to tell you they know about God or they can tell you about God or they can describe God to you well one of the ways they should do such is uh, by reciting this psalm here for the Lord the Most High is to be feared a great king over all the earth so the authority the authenticity the power of God should not be in question. Psalm chapter 47 there. Well, moving into some of our stories today, um, um, let's just uh, call this putting the nail in the coffin of these globalist Marxist God-haters. That's what we're going to try to do on the show today. And we're just going to relive Biden's first two years. We're just going to relive uh, these past two years and the disaster it has been out of Washington, D.C. and in uh, different states around the nation. Democrats are not just in charge in Washington today, but uh, they control a lot of state houses and a lot of uh, governorships around the nation. So we just don't want our audience to forget <laughs> the, uh, the offenses of the Democrats. We just don't want you to forget. So we're going to f- Focus on that for some of the segments today, and uh, we'll just we'll just start. Um, we'll start with the war on American energy. You know, Biden came in. Biden during the primaries said, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna shut down the coal plants." That's what he said. He was questioned multiple times, "What are you gonna do with the coal?" He said, "We're gonna shut them down," just like Hillary Clinton said, "We're gonna shut down." She said that in Pennsylvania. She said, "We're gonna shut down the coal plants." Well Biden said the same thing over and over again. What are we gonna do about American energy? We're gonna shut them down. We don't need them anymore. We need those China solar solar uh panels. We need those uh we need that lithium from China. We don't need uh, American made energy. Who needs that, right? Um China's our friend. Remember he said uh what well, China's not going to eat our lunch? <laughs> That's right. China's not eating our lunch. They're eating our country. Um let's listen to uh, this montage of Biden and his war on American energy over the past 2 years, clip 2. No more drilling. There is no more drilling,
1: I haven't formed any new, new drilling.
2: No more drilling on federal lands, no more drilling including offshore,
3: no ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period ends.
1: Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No. It would be, we would we would work it Without. out. We would make sure it's eliminated. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America. No one's going to build a coal-fired plant again, and we're going to get rid of the ones we have now. I guarantee you, we're going to end <laughs> fossil fuel. What
3: about, say, stopping fracking and stopping yeah. pipeline and infrastructure?
2: There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking.
1: No more, no new fracking. We are going to get rid
3: of fossil fuels. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes.
0: There you have it, folks. That's a winning message right there to the American people. That's right. We're going to put the oil workers, we're going to put them out of work. We're going to put the the, uh, fossil fuel industry out of business. You can close your doors, file for unemployment, all in the name of the Democrats. That's what Joe Biden told us. He told us that some of those clips were from the campaign trail. Other clips were during his presidency. So we were told, uh, uh, Pennsylvanians were warned, we're shutting it down, folks. We're shutting it down. And if you have a family member that works in the energy industry, well, too bad, because our agenda is more important than your income. Our agenda, our Green New Deal China agenda is more important than American energy. That's what the Democrats said over and over again. And what are they doing? They're following through on it. They're following through on it. And uh, uh, just to to let you guys know, after these midterms, energy prices are going back up more. They're going back up to where they were this summer and higher is what I believe because Biden's been releasing from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Um, He's been doing that for political purposes. But after tomorrow, he's going to have no political purposes to release from the strategic petroleum reserve, and the free market's going to take over, and because he is overregulating the energy industry, prices are going to skyrocket back up to where they were this past summer—five, six, seven bucks a gallon for gasoline around the nation. Talking about averages here, um, diesel's still up over five bucks average—seven, uh, eight, nine bucks, depending on where you are in the country. Um, and I misspoke the other day, you know, I said a couple hundred bucks, four or 500 bucks to fill up a truck. No, 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 no. We had, we had truck drivers calling us in on Friday. They, they were like, no, 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 you what? You got it wrong, man. We're paying 2000 bucks to fill up our truck. And so, um, you know, math wasn't really my thing. I think I took college algebra twice. So give me a break, folks. Give me a break. I'm using the Biden calculator. All right. I'm using the Biden calculator. Inflation hasn't gone up. Gas prices have gone down. Be happy. Americans we are better off today than we were 3 months ago, but we're worse off than we were 3 years ago. That's the uh, that's the uh, talking points of the Democrats. Um so that's a, that's Biden's war on American energy. So if you know if folks if, if you want to you know if you want to keep paying 100 plus bucks to fill up the car, then vote for the Democrats. I mean, that's a no-brainer. If you want to keep paying a 100 bucks to fill up your car to go to work, that's on you. Vote for the Democrats. Um, if you want to pay four or $500 for your electric bill in the summer, then vote for the Democrats. I mean, these, these are no-brainers. Um, if you want to continue the disastrous policies of Biden, then vote blue. Vote for the Democrats. That's your option there. Um, let's move on to, to some other subjects. You know, um, crime has gone up. And by the way, the FBI released their 2021 numbers, and they completely fudged the numbers. They completely botched the report. They excluded New York and California. Yes, you got it. The two most crime-ridden states in the nation, The our great FBI, they completely left out the New York and California numbers because those states and municipalities didn't properly report to the database. So what did they do? They used uh, estimates. They used estimates. FBI used estimates. And they showed crime went down. In 2021, that's what they told us. Crime went down. Remember the summer of the, the 2020 uh, um, uh, summer of riots? That was 2020. Well, 2021 wasn't much better. And um, so the FBI tried to tell us that crime went down, but even their report showed that murders went up. Uh, the murder rate went up uh, about 6% in 2021 under uh, Biden and these Democrat-run cities around the nation, well, uh, you know, Bill Clinton, the former president, uh, he said, you know, nothing to worry about. Y'all are just making this stuff up. Y'all are just paranoid. Uh, let's listen to Bill Clinton in uh, New York campaigning for the current governor. There, uh, here's Bill Clinton mocking New Yorkers and the fact that they're being assaulted, raped, and murdered in their subway system in New York City. Clip four.
3: Lisa, she makes it. He makes it sound like Kathy Ogle gets up every morning goes to the nearest subway stop and hands out billy clubs
4: and
3: baseball bats. Everybody gets on the
1: subway. It? Well, he.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to hear there, but Bill Clinton was at a fundraiser there and a campaign rally for Kathy Hochul, the current governor there. And he's saying, you know, they're making it sound like uh, she wakes up and goes down to the subway with billy clubs and give it gives it to the criminals. Well, she may not do that precisely, but she does pretty much the equivalent through her support and the passing of the cashless bell, the no, no, no bell, no cash bell. You just get out. Whatever you do, you assault somebody. You just get out. About an hour later, we'll book you, and then we'll put you back on the streets. You throw somebody onto the subway tracks in New York city. That's all right. We'll get you out this afternoon. No need to worry. Criminals are treated better than the law abiding citizens. Bill Clinton's uh, doing a good job. there, making fun of New Yorkers and uh, telling them that they're overreacting. No need to worry here. We got everything under control in New York city, utter disaster. That's what New York city is. Utter, utter disaster run by Democrats for uh, a decade or two. Uh, I think, um, Rudy Giuliani was the last Republican mayor there. So, shows you know how long ago, that's been, um, let's see. So the last one, this is a whopper here. We're going to play this real quick. We're real quick. Let's listen to the current Michigan attorney general talking about how we need more drag Queens in our schools. This is a Democrat, by the way, clip six. You no, know what's not a
1: problem for kids who are seeking a good education. Drag Queens. Okay. Let me say this drag Queens. Not only are they not hurting our kids, Drag queens make everything better. Drag queens are fun. Drag queens are entertainment. Um, and you know what I'll say that was totally not poll tested? I say this. A drag queen for every school. That—that That is what would be fun for kids and lift them up when they're having emotional issues.
0: There you have it. That's uh, the current Democrat attorney general of the state of Michigan. Uh, She's saying, look, folks, we need drag queen story hour in every school in Michigan. Why not? I mean, let's let adults in lingerie uh, read books to our little kids. What could go wrong there, right? Well, if you want more of that garbage, vote Democrat. If you want to battle this absolute insanity, then vote against the Democrats. They've lost their minds. They're promoting and cheering on a very wicked and evil agenda that does not have the best interest of the American people at heart. And it ought to be combated day in, day out, until the Democratic Party becomes a party of the past. AFA at the core. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
2: Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12.2. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Paul's epistle to the Romans was written to believers. This verse highlights the fact that it's possible for Christians to be conformed to the world's ways. The word conformed there means to be squeezed into the mold of another. Rather than being squeezed into the world's mold, the Lord requires us to be transformed by having our minds renewed by God's Word. Everything about us must be held up to the light of Scripture, and wherever there's any
1: discrepancy, we must be transformed. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for the Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls.
4: When Olympians prepare for their respective events, we commonly call this process training, resulting in a well-disciplined mind and body. Athletes don't achieve great things without the tension of hardship, failing, and trying again. You see, world records aren't set on the first try. Like the athlete, the Christian girl's walk should embrace God the Father's wise discipline, a tool for training her into great kingdom things. Proverbs 3, 11, and 12 teaches that God's discipline is a direct sign of His love over us, so He wants us to be more like Him out of an abundance of love. If your girl struggles to trust God's faithful love in her life's hard times, remind her of His tried and true character. He is always working for her deepest good.
1: We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about empowering girls at RaisingGodlyGirls.com.
4: In this new world, on this new day, we rejoice that Roe v.ersus Wade has been overturned. Preborn has been preparing for this moment for the past 16 years by positioning their clinics in the top six abortion states where 50% of abortions occur. Sadly, five of these six states will continue to abort babies at an even greater level. And since the abortion pill accounts for over 50% of abortions, babies are even more at risk. Preborn pregnancy clinics are completely dependent on you as they offer life-saving ultrasounds and the life-saving gospel to moms and babies in crisis.
3: When I heard her heartbeat, I decided to keep her. And now my daughter's about to be three. I don't know where my life would be without her.
4: To learn how you can be a part of rescuing babies' lives and sharing the heart of Jesus, go to preborn.com or dial pound 250 and say the
1: keyword baby. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio.
0: Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio Network. Well, um, the uh, leftist and uh, Democrat whacked out agenda is uh, pervading many parts of society. And uh, corporate America and uh, all the um, uh, major, major, corp- many of the major corporations are all in uh, enforcing all kinds of agendas put forth uh, by the Democrats and by the leftists and the liberals. And um, the uh, investment industry, if you will, and the banking industry is no different. They've been affected by this as well. Uh, We have on with us now Art Alley. He's CEO of the Timothy Plan. Hey, Art. Welcome to AFA at the Core.
3: Hey, Walker. Good to be with you today.
0: Yes, sir. Glad to have you on the Core for the first time. Well, uh, before we jump into what um, many call ESG policies, which many people have probably heard that buzzword, uh, tell our audience a little bit about the Timothy Plan.
3: Sure. I'd be glad to. Um, We launched this uh... as a project to give uh, bible believing value-oriented investors an alternative to investing in what you just talked about um, wall street is not our friend uh... big corporations are funding uh... the downfall of our entire culture in way too many cases and investors uh, just unknowingly invest according to what their advisor tells them and end up owning companies that if they knew, uh, it would make some of them sick. So we launched Timothy Plan 28 years ago now, Walker. It, it seems like 100, I guess. <laughs> um,
0: Tom and We drew
3: a line in the sand, and, uh, and we just uh, said, you know what, you do not have to own companies that are operating uh, and funding unbiblical uh, agendas, uh, such as abortion. You know, how much money do you want to have an abortion walker? Zero. And the answer is, should be zero. Right. Uh, if you understand the damage pornography is doing to our culture, it's all interconnected. Uh, the um, anti-family entertainment... Um, I know back when Don and I were hanging out together, your granddad, uh, I mean, even then Disney started going woke on on the homosexual agenda. Um, It's crazy how corporate America is funding this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So we drew a line in the sand and said, you know what? We do not have to own companies that are funding the downfall of America.
0: Yeah, and I just want to.
3: My friends, well, no, so, go ahead.
0: Sorry, sorry, Art. I was just going to say I completely agree with you, and uh, I just want to encourage our our audience before we jump into the subject to look into the Timothy Plan. I've got uh, a couple of my picks in my retirement are uh, Timothy Plan picks, and um, and we have it uh, also available to our employees here as part of their uh, retirement. Uh, they can uh, invest in the Timothy Plan options. Hey, uh, Art. Tell our audience a little bit about this ESG. Envi- I think it stands for environmental, social, governance. Uh, it's really been used as a tool by the left uh, to implement woke policies. Tell our audience a little bit about this.
3: Well, if it wasn't so crazy, it'd almost be funny, Walker. But uh, but it really is. the the far the left. Everybody says the far left. I think any left. Uh, they are really expert at using words that don't mean what the words say um, you know environmental who's who's gonna argue against being responsible for the environment um, uh, social they used to lump us under social uh... governance uh... what that's really doing is imposing uh... primarily uh, lgbtq plus uh, uh... agenda on employees um, what what it really means, if you if you um, uh, get right down to it, is the left has weaponized the use of money, and there are two major major uh, financial organizations, BlackRock and Vanguard, who dominate our industry. Excuse me, um, and they are so big, and have such an evil agenda and own so many shares of so many of these big companies that they are imposing their agenda on them. <coughs> Excuse me. I've got a little, yeah. I do not have COVID. By the
0: way. <laughs> well, Hey, if you did, that'd be all right. But, um, hey, but hey,
3: that's yeah. We're far enough away, but that's what's going on. Yeah. And you know, when I got in this business 45 years ago, Walker, my job was to find companies that operated profitably, made a good product that people wanted, operated efficiently, and so the the shareholders could get a good financial return. Well, today, in way too many cases, Mark, that's been replaced. It's been replaced by following this woke agenda, especially ESG. Uh, these companies are more concerned with their ESG score than they are with Uh, creating the product that they were in business to create and to do it profitably. Uh, We have fallen so far under this guise of, of trying to be responsible uh, to, to uh, every conceivable thing in the world that we forgot about, you know, uh, let's just use Coca-Cola. You know, if you're Coca-Cola and I'm not picking up, well, maybe I am um, (laughs) make your drink. It's a very tasty, good drink. They make it profitably. They've been doing it for a hundred years or so. Uh, Just make Coca-Cola stay out of the culture war. Uh, And as my friend Dan Celia used to say, and boy, do I miss him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, He says, you know, I'm not going to ask you to go down to the river and get baptized. Just stay out of the war. I'm not trying to impose my agenda. So quit caving in to the far left's agenda. And all of that can be summarized under this term woke. And woke, you know, took me a while to figure out what the heck woke was. (laughs) Well, woke is a term that they use uh, to impose their uh, unbiblical evil agenda on the world. And they're imposing it on corporations. You know, when we launched, Timothy, my friends on Wall Street said... Allie, you're nuts. I said, what do you mean I'm nuts? Of course, Bonnie still says that. Uh, (laughs) What do you mean I'm nuts? They said, you cannot uh, create an investment platform, and that's what we have here. We have 12 mutual funds and six exchange-traded funds. You can't do that. Uh, Screen out the largest, most profitable companies in the industry and expect to get good investment returns. Well, Walker, my response to them then hasn't changed. It's the same as I am today. If you are a Bible-believing Christian or a person with basic moral values, obedience trumps performance every single time. Mm. Uh, We've lost sight of that, and we've got caught up in the way the world thinks, and we've got to come out from among them and quit doing that. Um, But we have proven over 28 years you don't have to own those kind of companies to get good competitive investment returns. But I'm going to tell you this, and it's going to sound crazy coming from the CEO of a mutual fund company, even if we did, we'd still do the same thing because we're following God's rules, not the world's rules, and it's his money, and how much of it do you think he wants invested in in a worldly thing that's trying to to destroy the the great creation that he uh, that he created uh, back in the beginning, it, it's crazy. Uh, so we won't do it. We will not compromise. Uh, but we've got great money managers. We get very competitive returns. Uh, we don't wear a fish on our shirt sleeve. You know, Jesus Christ is the chairman of our board, not Art Alley. Uh, if I was, you know, I'd, I'd be worried about Timothy, but he is. And he's carried us this far. And uh, we're not going to compromise. We're going to stand for what the Bible says. And it has says a whole lot about life, which is abortion. Uh, I mean, how in the world can you kill babies and think it's okay? Mm. Uh, you know, uh I mean, before uh, ladies even know they're pregnant, the baby's heart is beating. And it is a baby. It's not a glob of tissue. Uh, But they're not thinking about that. Um, We've gotten to the point where all we do is think about what pleases us. And the Bible's pretty clear on that. You know, generally what pleases you does not please God. So uh, we need to start following if we're really serious about it. his rules, his mandates. In fact, I got so discouraged in the early days, Walker, and I don't mean to be going on and on and on, but I got so discouraged about that. Why don't people understand what we're doing here? Why it's so important to align your investments with biblical principles? And uh, God doesn't speak to me in an audible voice. He uses a tuba for. Uh, And, you know, he gets my attention, and it came just crystal clear to me, they don't know. Mm. They don't know. Think about it, Walker. Where have you and every single Christian and non-Christian alike gotten 99% of your training on handling money? From the church and God's Word, or from the world? Mm. And that one central thing that's more central than any other thing in our lives, we get all of our training, if we're honest, from the world, and that's exactly the opposite of what God's Word says in almost every category. So I hibernated, Walker. I took three months. Uh, I actually authored a biblical stewardship study course so people could understand compare what the world says with what God's Word says, and every aspect of handling your money. And uh, it's actually on our website. And we just give it to the body of Christ for free, or anybody who wants to download it for free. Uh, just go to the home page, and you can click on Biblical Stewardship. You might have to scroll down a little bit. Um, and take that course yourself. It's nine hours, but it's a resource that it would take you 9,000 hours to pull out all that uh, that contains, of what God's Word says, from cradle to grave on handling money. So if we get it right, which is God's way, the world's way is always wrong. When we get it right, uh, our lives, uh, I mean, become uh, full of contentment, Mm. doing it the right way. Uh, We follow the rules uh, uh, rules on handling money. We end up with a lot of tension in our lives, a lot of discontent. It's one of the leading causes of divorce, is fighting over money. And it's it's really silly because God's word is very clear. We just give you that resource uh, that you can take. You don't sit for nine hours until you take a little bit and then come back and take a little more. But it has changed lives when and God's word does that, doesn't
0: it? Mm-hmm, absolutely. When you do it
3: His way; it works. But it only works, Walker, every time.
0: Yep. Amen. <laughs> so
3: that's 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 our motivation for what we do here. Uh,
0: Amen. And
3: uh, you know, it's, it's worked so far, and uh, God has has. Uh, put us through the fire at times, but He has blessed us as well.
0: Amen. I want to encourage our audience to go over to TimothyPlan.com, TimothyPlan.com, all one word, TimothyPlan.com, and uh, you can check out all the resources that Art is talking about there. They have a tab with all their funds listed, all their ETFs listed, and, of course, the uh, resource there, the biblical stewardship study uh, that Art just mentioned is available there. Hey, uh, Art, thanks so much for coming on the core, telling us a little bit about Timothy Plan, and we encourage our audience to go check out your work.
3: Well, buddy, uh, AFA is still one of my favorite uh, ministries in the world. Thank you for the good work you're doing, uh, and you're carrying it on in Amen. your granddad's uh, stead, man, and I'm proud of you. Thank you.
0: Hey, thanks, Art. Maybe I'll see you again.
3: Bye-bye. Okay. God bless. Bye.
0: All right. That's uh, Art Alley. He's uh, CEO of the Timothy Plan. I saw Art a couple months ago at a meeting, uh, good gentleman, uh, godly leader, and uh, appreciate his work there. Um, they've got some pretty good picks over at uh, Timothy Plan if you uh if you've got investments, many of us do, retirement investments, whatever kind of investments you have, uh check out the Timothy Plan and uh their different fund options and their different ETFs. You can check all that out at timothyplan.com. You know, um I find it find it quite humorous how in the early days of AFA my grandfather was boycotting uh television companies and uh corporations over objectionable material and things like that and uh you know people both left and right just just couldn't stand it you know uh you can't you can't boycott or, or boycottings mean you're hurting employees um, and on and on and on but it's so humorous now because what's going on with Twitter right now well musk has Elon Musk has bought it and the left is boycotting Twitter yeah, the left is using the boycott tool against Twitter uh, in the advertiser front. Uh, many of these left-wing corporations said, oh, Elon Musk took over Twitter, even though Elon Musk is even a conservative. We don't even know, know what Elon Musk is. Uh, I know he's a billionaire, but he purchased Twitter, and all of a sudden, all the left-wing companies feel threatened, and they're boycotting Twitter. And so I find it very interesting that the, that the B word, the boycott tool, is still being used uh, by different movements. Uh, today. And, uh, you know, somebody once told me, you know, Walker, I just don't, I just don't see the the need in boycotts. I just don't see the benefit there. You know, yada, yada, yada. And I said, if a hamburger joint gets your burger wrong six times in a row, are you going to keep going to that hamburger joint? And they said, no, probably not. And I said, well, then you're boycotting the hamburger joint. Folks, we all engage in boycotts. It just depends on what level and what reason. If you buy some tennis shoes and they fall apart the next day, you're going to go back and get them same tennis shoes? Nope. You're going to the next brand. That's a boycott, folks. We all do it each and every day for different reasons. So boycotts are okay. If you don't want to shop somewhere, that's fine. Go shop somewhere else. That's the benefit to capitalism in America. Options, options, options. AFA at the core. Glad you're with us. we got Tim Barton coming up next. Stay tuned. Election Day is November 8th. For the first time, iVoterGuide is covering select statewide ballot measures, some of which will affect voter identification laws and abortion. This important part of your voter guide is available now and can be found at the bottom of your personalized iVoterGuide ballot. To see the arguments for and against and other research, click on the More button or the amendment title. For all this information and more, please visit iVoterGuide.com. That's iVoterGuide.com.
4: When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective.
1: Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience.
4: If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net.
1: If you are 65 or older, you know this, watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is frustrating. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65 Plus MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills, and it really is a community too. People encourage and pray for each other. Well, MediShare 65 plus is a low cost option for those with Medicare parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. And it's easy. You can use any Medicare approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. Very worth looking into during Medicare open enrollment, which ends December 7th. If you join right now, your second month share will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE.
4: From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's
1: 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio.
0: Welcome back to the Core here on American Family family radio glad to be with you today I'm Walker Wildman we're live streaming the video on our streaming platform streaming.afa.net will be publishing the show in uh, the form of a podcast on all the major podcast platforms here in a little while so go ahead and go over to the podcast store or platform that you use and go to AFA at the core page and click the subscribe button and uh, the show will be queued up in your uh, app or on your mobile device uh, every day that we do an upload. I do want to introduce our next guest, good friend of the ministry here, also heard on the weekends um, and during the week at times, Timothy Barton or Tim Barton with uh, Wall Builders, president of uh, Wall Builders. Hey, Tim, welcome to the core. Well,
2: thanks so much for having me. Good to be with you today. Hey,
0: Tim. Uh, l- hey, we're, let me, uh, we, your uh, levels are a little bit low. Let me uh, see if we can get that resolved and we'll bring you back in the board. Sounds great. Uh, th- th- a little bit better. There we go. Uh, you got us, Tim. I got you. Can you hear me? Yep, we got you loud and clear. That's much better. Uh, Tim, uh, tell us a little bit about Wall Builders, and then we'll jump into uh, the the thing that's going on tomorrow. You know, the the little thing called the election. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seem to
2: have seen a a poster or two around alerting us to that fact. Uh, yeah. So for for those who might not be familiar, Wallbuilders is a organization that we do a lot with American history. Uh, and we do a lot focusing on public policy and really trying to restore the Constitution, biblical morality, uh, uphold the Bill of Rights, things that are, are, are very much in line with what the Founding Fathers intended this nation to be, and recognizing the foundation of the nation, that the significance of biblical faith in that foundation where the Founding Fathers identified with. without religion and morality, this nation would not function, our Constitution wouldn't work. And so those are the things we really try to emphasize and focus on uh and have loved being partners with you guys for many decades now and uh so it's just great to be on with you today.
0: Well Tim, uh we've got an election tomorrow, of course a big election, a little bit tongue in cheek earlier. Um and so we we of course have been encouraging people to vote, to be engaged, to make sure they're registered to vote. But uh let, let's debunk something, uh Tim, and, and you guys are good at this, but you know, some Christians just don't see the need to vote. They don't think it's that important. I mean, come on, guys, you guys are overstating the significance here. Uh, (laughs) Let's debunk that lie, that myth that Christians really don't have to be involved in government.
2: Yeah, I think it's one of the challenges that we see in the nation today with how many Christians don't have a biblical perspective, have a biblical worldview. Because one of the things we know very clearly from Scripture, the Bible tells us in, in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, where it tells us that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And, and as Paul explains to Timothy why we've been given the Word of God, in verse 17, he says that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The idea the Bible applies to everything we do. Well, part of the everything we do is... It deals with the way we raise our kids. It deals with the education system. It deals with businesses. It deals with health care. It deals with the world around us. And the idea as Christians that our faith should only impact our quote-unquote salvation, right, or what happens on Sunday, it's a very inconsistent view with the Bible, thinking the Bible doesn't apply to everything, or as Christians, that we shouldn't be involved in everything. One of the things that's very clear if you study the Gospels, when Jesus was teaching his disciples, he, he often gave examples. He said, the kingdom of heaven is just like this, and he would teach a parable, and so many of his parables dealt with a master who was leaving and giving authority to the stewards, to the servants, and when the master came back, he said, what did you do with what I gave you. Well, we in America live in a Republican form of government. We, we have the ability and opportunity to elect and choose our leaders. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs fourteen thirty four that righteousness is what exalts a nation. Well, righteousness is determined primarily by the policies of that nation. So if we have a nation that says that we can abort children in the third trimester or in some places like in California where they want to have abortions at the 28 days after the child has been born, well, that definitely impacts the righteousness of a nation. And the Bible says that God's blessings on that nation will be determined by the righteousness of the nation. No, those are policies. In Proverbs 29, nine two, it tells us when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. The kind of leaders we have can determine whether or not we are groaning or rejoicing. And of course, Anybody who has filled up their gas tank over the last couple of months or the last two years or bought groceries the last month or the last couple of years, we, we are hearing the groaning from the American people because we don't have godly and righteous leaders. And that's what happens when Christians don't get involved in the process. If we have a worldview that says we shouldn't be involved and we really aren't reading the entirety of the Bible, we're not applying it to our life and we've misunderstood the role that Christians play in helping promote righteousness in the nation and choose godly and righteous leaders for the nation.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, and, and when you put it that way, Tim, it's, it's a no brainer. I mean, Christians have to be involved. Uh, we shouldn't be sitting on the sidelines in any facet of society and culture. We've got to be engaged. We've got to be involved and we've got to occupy until, until Jesus returns. That's our mandate. Uh, Tim, the, um, you know, when you're in a presidential race, which we're not this cycle, but even even a, even a statewide race, governor, U.S. Senate, et cetera, et cetera, um, a lot of people vote. I mean, thousands and millions of people vote. And sometimes people think, well, I mean, if I don't go, is, is my vote really going to matter? But you guys have broken down historically um, some of these cases where uh, votes, uh, elections are, are determined by like a couple votes or about like 10 or 15 votes. Give yeah. us give us some some. Uh, history of the importance of one or two votes?
2: Well, and this is a really important question because it's very common that people feel overwhelmed that, you know, just the sheer volume. If we're looking right at the fact that there's tens of millions of people that vote for a president, there's millions of people that vote for governors or senators, then what difference does one vote make? And one vote doesn't always make as big of a difference in a national election, although if hundreds of thousands or millions of people feel that way, well, those are millions of votes that could have made a difference. But more specifically, when you look at the local elections, because when when you have elections, there are down-ballot elections. In the down-ballot elections, you you have county individuals that are running. So in your county, you might have a sheriff and you might have a judge. and, And depending on where you live, right, there's different individuals running in your county. And in those county elections, we can identify in some of the county elections that literally people have won or lost by less than 10 votes. In so many of these elections and why that matters is because oftentimes the people who are elected in the county, they end up being the next state representative or well, the state representative then ends up becoming a congressman. And that congressman right, might end up even being a president one day. Well, that person ultimately, if they got elected by winning just by six or seven or eight or 11 votes, had people got involved, they either could have kept that person from getting elected or. They could help get the right people elected so that we have almost like if if people are familiar with sports and baseball, right? You have your farm league teams and and, and you have your minor leagues and your single A and double A and triple A and, right, all of these different kind of growth teams where you are growing your team. This is what happens at the local level. And unfortunately, because most people only pay attention to the governors, to the president, they don't recognize most, most of what is impacting us right now. Has actually been much more of a local thing. If we look at COVID, you know who was the most important for for the majority of America during COVID? It was their mayor because mm-hmm. mayors were the ones so often determining if a city was going to be open or a city was going to be closed. It was oftentimes the city council or it was even school boards who were determining what kids are going to learn at school. And this is where if, if we would pay more attention to the local area – This is where our voices make the biggest difference, and one of the strategic things is if we just focused on the local area, if we can win the local battles and the local issues at every community, there are churches. If every church just said, you know what, let's just take care of our local area, well, every community would be taken care of, and all of a sudden we'd be solving national problems because we focused on the local area. And so what we would point out is the most important thing is is not just who you are choosing for your senator or your governor or representative, although that's incredibly important, right? If if you are living in Georgia, it makes a huge difference if you're voting for a Warnock or a Herschel Walker. Like, yes, that, that obviously makes a difference. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't emphasize that on some level, but we can't be so big picture focused that we lose The reality of where we make the biggest differences in our local level, because in local elections, you have a very small percentage of people that engage in local politics. And that's where you can turn your entire school board around. You can turn your city council around. You can make sure in your city that you're going to be a freedom city, that your kids are not going to be getting the propaganda that's happening all over the nation at some of these terrible public schools. We can get involved and make a difference if we focus on a local level.
0: Hey, man. Hey, uh, I want to encourage folks to go over to iVoterGuide.com. Go ahead and fill out your personalized ballot and get all the research and information on the candidates. Hey, uh, Tim, where can folks? Uh, what, what's your website? Where can go, uh, folks go to read more resources and, uh, and, and things that you and the whole team at Wall Builders are working on?
2: Yeah, wallbuilders.com is the best place to go. Tons of resources there, a lot dealing with American history, even some history of elections. So a lot of great resources at wallbuilders.com.
0: All right. Hey, thanks, Tim, and I'll see you again sometime soon. Sounds great. All right. Thanks, Tim. That's uh, Tim Barton with uh, Wall Builders, president of Wall Builders and uh, son of David Barton, the founder of Wall Builders. They're good friends of the ministry, Uh, been working together for a couple decades now excellent excellent uh, gentlemen and excellent work that they're doing yeah I I would uh, uh, I don't want to fail to mention uh, something before we wrap up the show and that is our operation Christmas child campaign that we're working on where it's yes it's this year's gone by quick and we're already uh, at um, collection we're already near uh, national collection week which will be next week uh, but these are the final days to pack a shoebox. If you haven't already, if you want to find out more, go over to SamaritansPurse.org. Right there on the home page, you can find out how to pack a shoebox, or you can sign up to help process shoeboxes. All of that is right there. Also, the drop-off locations at various churches and ministries around the country are drop-off locations. So go over to SamaritansPurse.org. Right there on the home page, you'll see about Operation Christmas Child. And uh, National Collection Week is next week. I believe the 14th through the 21st is uh, National Collection Week. So stay tuned for that, um, or participate in that rather, um, and pack a shoebox and uh, take it to a local drop-off center or participate with your church. I know that's what we're doing. I saw a couple dozen boxes yesterday in, the, in my church lobby uh, where folks are gathering their shoeboxes. Uh, before we wrap up the show, I want to get to a few more stories Um, Twitter, Twitter uh, recently changed ownership. I mentioned that earlier in the show, and um, the um, uh, but but these major tech platforms, these uh, multi billion dollar tech platforms, have been largely pretty much unanimously dominated by liberals. Um, You think about the Twitter's of the world, Facebook, YouTube, um, the list goes on. All these major tech platforms, many of them out in Silicon Valley. Uh, they're pretty much dominated by liberal owners, liberal boards, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, the censorship against conservatives and Christians has been very heavy on these platforms. And uh, so Elon Musk bought Twitter, and he claims he wants to make it more free speech friendly. Let's do less censorship is what he says. Um, let's just be responsible with what we put on here, so on and so forth. But let's not, let's not be heavy-handed, the arbiters of of commentary on Twitter. Uh, So he's trying to make it more open, more free uh, for ideas to be exchanged on the platform. And the left, they just view Elon Musk as a major threat. I mean, the Biden team, they're already looking at investigating him, kind of like they did Trump. There's no crime, there's no wrongdoing, but hey, we're going to investigate him just to make his life hard. Uh, That's what uh, a recent report said uh, with the Biden administration. But, uh to show you who all is is just shaking in their boots, uh Whoopi Goldberg, the um one of the hosts on the view, um, you know, she just said recently, you know, I just can't handle it anymore. Twitter is just it's just gotten out of control. Let's listen to uh Whoopi Goldberg. It's it's so messy yeah. and I, I, I'm tired of now having had
1: certain kinds of of attitudes blocked, and now they're back on.
0: And I just, I'm going to get out, and if it settles down and I feel more comfortable, maybe I'll come back. But as of tonight, I'm done with Twitter. It's just messy. I mean, I'm getting trolled over there. I just can't handle it. I got to get out, Bobby, until it gets better.
3: She's doing us all a favor, believe me.
0: (laughs) Folks, this is how sensitive the left is. That they, they, they it's Twitter changes ownership from Jack Dorsey to Elon Musk, and, and and Elon Musk is not like a MAGA guy. I mean, we don't. How do you describe Elon Musk other than a billionaire? I mean, the fellow's not like a professed Christian, you know, a far far right conservative, you know, MAGA. I mean, he's just a billionaire business owner, and he's like, hey, we need to stop canceling people. We need to stop deplatforming people. And I like Twitter, so I'm gonna buy it. And Whoopi Goldberg just said she's had enough. She's had enough. It's messy over there. I can't handle it. I just got to get out of the Twitter sphere. And so she is. She's getting out.
3: His contributions with SpaceX alone would probably, in in large part, n- otherwise wouldn't allow for her to have a platform, if you will.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because
3: he's a, he's basically a satellite. Carrier, so
0: yeah, and his his uh, story. I watched a documentary on SpaceX the other day. It's fascinating, fascinating. Uh, what Elon Musk has done with SpaceX and the other companies, Tesla, et cetera, et cetera, it
3: really came in where NASA uh, had to had to close the doors for the yeah. most part.
0: He revived the space venture. Yep, uh, with America, that is. Well, folks, um, I want to leave our audience with this. You know if you're not sure if you like Biden if you don't just don't forget what he told uh podcast host Charlemagne the god I don't know about the name but he remember he told uh the podcaster back in 2020 he said if you got a question between me and Trump and who you're gonna vote for you ain't black that's what he told Charlemagne the god so remember that as you vote tomorrow Biden said if you don't vote for him and the Democrats Well, you ain't black.
1: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.